Maybe don't trip. Just lower your tone. Cause you can get Hey, this is Chantel Sings of 89.9 KMOJ, and you're listening to Estop. Estop the DJ, the wake up workout every morning at 8 a.m. Don't miss it. That was the Babo mix. <laughs> I like that right there. 8.12 on the clock. Joining us, a very special guest, Dr. Rachel Hardiman, is a tenured associate professor in the Division of Health Policy and Management at the University of Minnesota School of Public Health, the Blue Cross Endowed uh, Professor in Health and Racial Equity, and the founding director of the Center for Anti-Racism Research for Health Equity, in which we'll, talking about, we'll talk about today. Good morning, Dr. Hardiman. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank for thank you for your time and talking about this uh, very important topic. Uh, talk about uh, this uh, department that you are running and the development for anti-racist research. What do you mean by that? Yeah, um, I would be happy to. So the center is really focused on the big question of how do we create uh, social and racial justice and build health equity for people in Minnesota. And so we are working on research that really helps to change um, policy and the ways that we um, can create health and well-being for, particularly for black folks here in Minnesota, but people of color and communities across the country. So you say to foster authentic community engagement by convening yeah. researchers, practitioners. In what way, how does that work? How do you go about uh, that process? So at the, at the forefront of the work we do is the fact that community has to be able to lead it, right? The people mm-hmm. who are dealing with the issues of health inequities and health disparities have to be the ones leading the work. And so our focus is then on how do we, you know, partner with community to do that. So we recently have had some really great community conversations about how structural racism and other forms of racism impact health and well-being. And then we'll take those findings, um, which were very much centered on those discussions with folks in the community, to say, here are the policy issues that we need to be focused on and really build out the research agenda from there. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. Community has to be involved. The people who are uh, suffering the most have to be the ones to speak about exactly. what they're suffering. And that, to me, That's it seems right. like common sense anyway um but right <laughs> it seems like it right <laughs> um, right right I, no i completely agree <laughs> i mean who better to, to, to talk about what they're dealing with than the people um than the people who are impacted exactly absolutely and you talk about developing education and training um and what ways and what areas do you speak about that so I think that, you know, to your point, the, the education and training is important for a lot of folks, right? Um, within the folks within the university, um, it's important to be able to understand what the lived experience is of folks who are dealing with health disparities. And so we certainly need more work happening in that space. But also I think there's opportunities to engage with community to say, this is how we do research. Um, here are the ways that you can be involved and lead that work from a community standpoint. Um, and so, you know, I think there's opportunities for, for education and training in that way. Right now, what we're working on is education and training for, um, for healthcare providers in the state of Minnesota. So we recently were, um, were excited to receive a grant from the state that will allow us to create an anti-racism training for 
perinatal health care providers. So that means doctors who are caring for pregnant people and their babies. Um, because what we see is that um, Minnesota has some of the worst outcomes when it comes to infant mortality and preterm birth and low birth weight, and um, which makes it uh, makes a reality that Black and Indigenous or Native American infants are twice as likely to not celebrate their first birthday. Mm-hmm. We also are dealing with some really big issues around um, maternal mortality. So Black women are four times more likely to, to die during pregnancy or in the year following childbirth. And so part of um, the research we've done shows that racism and implicit bias play a role in those outcomes. And so um, we're excited to uh, dig into education and training that will help healthcare providers to do a better job of providing high quality and equitable um, and anti-racist healthcare to um, their patients. Wow, that's amazing, and I'm glad that you guys got the grant to provide such a program and such a training. Uh, do you think that if a person is racist, though, and they're in the healthcare field and they're just mm-hmm. acting as a racist, the training mm-hmm. will turn help to turn that around to change the narrative of their thinking? That's a, that's such an important question, um, and I think the answer is maybe. It's it's a little bit more nuanced than that because mm-hmm. there's two things happening. One is that the healthcare system is a system, it's an institution that is operating in ways that are racist, right? So it's not a, necessarily about like individual people. There are certainly individual folks who are racist within these systems, right. but our focus really is on the fact that we have to understand um, the history of how our health, how and why our healthcare systems um, have been built in ways that um, don't provide equitable, high-quality care to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then we tackle those sort of um, individual actors along the way as well. Mm-hmm. But this is really about um, transforming systems and also um, building skills, right? So um, it's important that providers, clinicians have a skill set that they can rely on, that they, that, um, that they trust and can help them build those important relationships um, with, their, with their provider or with their patients. Mm-hmm. Very well said. Dr. Hardiman with the Center for Anti-Racism Research for Health and Equity with the University of Minnesota. Uh, Dr. Hardiman, talk about how it's important for you to serve as a trusted resource uh, uh, within this program and within this uh, this process of what you're looking to make these changes. Yeah, so I mean, I think first and foremost, um, I, as someone who was born and raised in the Black community here in Minnesota, and have been studying and building this body of work around racism as a fundamental cause of health inequities is incredibly important um, because I've lived this, right? I see it in my family members, in my community every day. And so I bring that perspective to the work and think about, and, and I have that in my head for all of the projects and all the work we lead within the center. And, you know, what I've seen being at the University of Minnesota, both as a doctoral student and now, you know, as a professor, is that there's a lot of distrust and mistrust um, between the university and the broader community. And so when I think about the research center and my work in the Center for Anti-Racism Research for Health Equity, I think there's a real opportunity um, to bridge that gap even more and to really um, uh, work together to become a trusted resource, both for researchers and scholars who are wanting to engage in this work, but more so for community and folks who are seeking data and evidence and um and are interested in, in, in engaging in the work that we're doing um, as researchers within the center. For sure. Anyway, uh, listeners or anyone who's interested can help out and to uh, be a part of this change, be a part of this movement. And where can we find you if we have any uh, questions or for more information? So 
That is a great question. We just um, we've just launched the center in the past couple of months, and we'll be launching our website soon. Um, if you go to the University of Minnesota School of Public Health and put in um, Center for Anti-Racism Research for Health Equity or CARE, C-A-R-H-E, um, you can sign up. You'll see a link to sign up for our listserv so that when our website is launched or also when we have community events, which we'll start to do more of in the fall, um, this fall and in the early spring, you'll be on that list to get all of that information. Mm-hmm. And also, I would love to come back here and talk about our next project or the ways that we're... Um, um, getting ready to, you know, engage with folks um, across the community. Well, great work, Dr. Rachel Hardman uh, with the University of Minnesota, our founding director of the Center for Anti-Racism Research for Health Equity. We definitely need all the help we can get in that area. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Take care. You too. 820 up next. Drake is on the way. Plus, Larry Fitzgerald has your sports along with 21 Savage. This is Freddie and Chantel in the morning. Check one, two. 89.9 KMOJ. Today's R&B and throwbacks. DJ, turn it up. This hour programming on...